Welcome back to our day of retreat, sponsored by Our Lady Good Council Retreat House in Waverly, Nebraska. Again, my name is Father Gary Coulter, Director of the Retreat House. We're very pleased that you could join us for this day with Bart Schutz, reflecting on abiding in love on John chapter 15. And we'll begin with a prayer. Take the prayer from St. Ignatius of Loyola that we want to make this offering of this time and of ourselves to the Lord, especially, of course, with all those desires on our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. All is yours. I surrender it wholly to your will. Give me your love and your grace. That is enough for me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father Gary. So, Father Gary, how do you suggest that we start? Should we just have people start to share from their experience unmuting their microphone? Yeah, I think that's what we want to do. What All do right. Mean? So anyone who wants to start, um, you want to share with us um, your experience as you spent the time dreaming with the Father and the Father dreaming with you, uh, anything you feel like would be edifying to everybody else? You can just unmute your mic and begin to. If you want, turn your video on as well, so we can see you. <laughs> well, I'd be willing to share something. Um, can everybody hear me? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. Okay. You're good. Good to see you. All right. You. Yeah. So, Father Jerry Muller, I was fortunate enough to have a chance to be with Bart and uh, priests uh, last year, last spring, on a priest retreat. So it's a blessing to be able to share a few minutes with this as well, not be able to stay for the whole time, but um, <clears throat> to take part in this. And so um, my comment, I guess, and what I was reflecting on is also a bit of a question, too, for Bart at the end of it, um, just to reflect on the gift of, of community. And um, you know, feeling that really is a strong desire in my heart right now. It's you know, how do we how do we uh, participate in community? How do we receive? Um, you know, how do we learn how to love one another as we're called to uh, in different contexts? Obviously, a family context or in the parish context as well. Um, so, community and that being deeply on my heart, um, as well as you know, that question of. So how can we receive that personally, receive the Father's love, and how can we then help others, you know, reach their desires, uh, or be open to, to exploring their desires, and how that can, you know, help lead to community, how that can help lead to, to us uh, coming together and working together um, to build community, you know, and again, in our, whether it be our family or our parish, whatever those, those community contexts are that we have. Yeah, thank you, Father, and it's good to see you again. Um, I'll do my best in trying to answer that 
uh, just kind of what's coming to my heart. But as you know, um, in in all the various priest events that we have, uh, that is a common that is a common issue when the priests really get honest and vulnerable. And I'm sure we've had that discussion when we were down there among your fellow fellow priests. Um, it's 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 one of the, the common fears, but also one of the deeper longings. And um, and uh, I know the Father wants to satisfy that, and He wants to grant that desire. Um, how He wants to go about that, um, I don't want to oversimplify it, but I think he, he wants to reveal that plan to you. I think the fact that that's an ache and a desire in your heart is I feel like He wants to. I'm guessing that's His desire along with your desire. And so as you're spending that time with him, um, asking him for a strategy and a plan um, for that. And then as it relates to the people, um, it's the same. Um, how do you help them um, get in touch with their desires and the father's desires and, and that connection? Um, I think just leading them in a, a simple exercise like we did, just did. In fact, during the break, I was dialoguing with some friends, and I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering if the Lord might be calling me to make a a video series re related to this, maybe calling it "Dreaming with God" or "Desires of the Father." I don't know. With guided questions and a step that can actually help people go through the process of exploring that. So I don't know if that's the direction of your question, but that's where it takes me because that's what's just happening to me over this break. Um, I, I, I firmly believe the Father wants to satisfy that desire for you, for your fellow priests, um, for all the people, that community. If you look back to the original church in the book of Acts, Acts right after Pentecost, Acts 2, 42, down to the end there, they gathered together daily. They had all things in common. And, and then it goes, I mean, in that, read that, there's a good blueprint right there. And I think that's what the church is supposed to look like. And somehow we've gotten away from that. And I think he wants to bring us back to that. So I don't know if that helps you, Father, but thank you for the question and hopefully it helps some. Yeah, no, it, it's helpful. And I, you know, I thank you for, for leading us today and for all the work that you have been doing and looking forward to what you will continue to do, as you said, you know, looking forward of ways that we can uh, help each other. Because um, it's, it's so beautiful to experience these things for ourselves, but then, you know, that's one of the challenging parts for those of us who are in ministry in uh, whatever context is to, you know, how can we share this with others? We can't, you know, we can't force anybody into relationship with the Lord. We can't, um, you know, make them understand it. We can't just grab them and shake them and say, well, you know, don't you know how much God loves you um, as much as, you know, we'd like to do that. But so what are those ways that we can share it with them, you know, the good news of, of what it means to, to receive that love and then to, to be able to share it. So um, I, I thank you for all that you've done and continue to do for, in those regards. So. And Father, also, any way I can personally be of help to you, let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. If I can help and come help with these answers in, some, in your church as well, I'm glad to do that as well. So any way I can personally help. Thank okay. you. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Somebody else? I was amazed. Uh, I was amazed that um, any references to the word abide in chapter 15. And so I looked it up in the dictionary to see what it really, really means. And uh, I was amazed 
and uh, some of my desires that I wrote down um, are, you know, to to bring that abiding presence to my children, to my family, to my neighbors. Um, I'm a CEO movement, and that's part of our mission is to reach out. And so uh, my desires um, I think we lost you, Helen. We caught you up until you said my desires. We don't want your desires to be thwarted. <laughs> well, part, part of uh, uh, your recording once in a while will be lost. I won't hear your voice. So maybe that's happening with my related you. I apologize. So I don't yeah. know, maybe it's my speaker. Okay, I, I I don't I think it was happening last night. I know it's not a good bit. I don't know, Father Gary, are you familiar with that? Yeah, but you're coming through clear now, Helen. So why don't you go ahead? What was your desire? Okay, my desires. Okay, my desires were well centered almost all around making sure that my family and I mentioned different people in my family that I desire, you know, what I did for them, some to come back to the church in fullness, some to get back into the church. Um, basically, uh, someone that I've met recently that is really out of the church there is to uh, have God teach me and guide me how to approach the person. Amen. I, I know the Father shares that desire with you, Helen. And you know, we think about it from his perspective. He desires for all men to be saved. He went as far as sending his son. And yet people still continuously walk away. Part of when he was asking me to feel his ache, um, that's part of what I felt is just what the father feels, you know, what we feel when our child walks away and doesn't receive everything that he intended for them. What does the father feel? You know, I, I didn't even used to think the father feels. <laughs> and now he's asked me to partner with him in feeling his ache, not partner with him, but share a taste of it. Um, he feels, he feels deeply. So I think your heart, Helen, for your kids is, again, it's partnering with his desire and his ache. And um, I think it's just continuously pressing into him to find out that strategy of how to go about implementing what he's already paid for and to make a way and obviously everyone has free will you know and i wish sometimes he would take away that free will <laughs> where would we be if he did you know so yeah I, I i think the father shares in your desire there helen thanks for sharing that anybody else
Are you able to hear me? Yes, yes. Can you hear me okay? Yes. yes, thank you. Thank you for being here, Bart, and for your presentation today and last night. The Lord and I both had num our number one desires were the same, and that, that was to increase the sincerity, the genuineness of our relationship. Uh, it is very easy for me to be busy. I have lots of good things I can do, and I call upon the Lord, but not nearly as often as I wish I did throughout the day. So my desire is to touch bases with him so frequently during the day, just like I would with a spouse or someone that I love dearly. And then to go out to his people and to reflect, to mirror who he is to others. And I'm asking Jesus to put on my heart um, the opportunities to see and to go and to do not for myself and my glory, but for the glory of my God. And without being too preachy, or I just hope, because I know that that can, can turn people, especially my family, away. I, I, um, I just want to radiate Jesus. And I ask him, and, and if you have any additional ideas on how we as lay people can do that, if you would share those with us, that'd be great. And I know a part of your answer is going to be, listen, listen, Diane, to his plan. He will reveal it. But anything you can say um, on his behalf, um, if you choose, would be appreciated. Again, thank you for what you're doing, Bart. Yours is not an easy job. Thank you. Is it Dinah? Is, is that right? You know, yes. Dinah? Yeah, thank you, Dinah. I, uh, I really appreciate that. And the way you articulated that was beautiful. And I agree that that is you and the Father's desire together. And uh, I think of, as you share, I think of obviously Martha and Mary, but I, I could see in you that you're very much both living in your heart and that you're, 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 you're a doer to get things done, but you love to suit his feet. And I think the Lord delights in that. And just the way you describe that, oh, just your day, just like you were a spouse, just dialoguing with him. Um, I just think that's beautiful. I think uh, that's, that's, that's glorious. And I think that's your answer. I think that's, that's your answer of what to do. And as you spend that time with him, he is going to show you, um, as you already knew. You know, but uh, what are some practical ways? Um, this may sound so simple, but just love. And if we look at what's going on right now in our culture, just look at the racial tension of what's happening. And um, what's the real answer to that? Well, there's not a simple answer, but we know that the deeper answer is love. And what I'm finding is with, um, with some of my friends, some of my teammates, some of my black friends, um, I'm just asking them questions. And I'm just going, hey, help me to see through your lens instead of me kind of constantly sitting in my own like help me to see through your lens, you know, help me to understand it's been really, been really neat. And I'm finding out that's really what they want. Um, they just want me or us white people to, to see what they've experienced and not just judge the outer behavior of how they responded, but to see what they're experiencing. And I think the reason I'm saying is I think that's the same answer with our kids, same answer with our, the people around us is, let's listen let's love let's hear them we're so quick we me with my kids so quick to tell them 
you know, this is what I need you to do, or this is what God's asking you to do. You're not doing that. And I'm just pushing them away. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to learn um, to listen, to enter into to where they are, to appeal to their heart, because the desire for God is written there. I think as we just love and, and listen and see through others' lens and enter into where they live and get down to their heart, we might find out what the hindrance is that's keeping them from coming to church or to God. And, but sometimes we don't want to hear it, you know, because it's just too painful. You know, I don't really like my kids telling me all the things I did wrong. <laughs> yeah. But if we just take the chance to listen, I mean, I've had some times, honestly, I've had some times where I was really defensive. And then I lowered my guard and my one of my children was speaking something to me and it broke me. I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and it brought me to a new place of freedom. Now, I don't always do it that well, but I just think, I, I don't know. I think that may be the practical answer is just to love people and to let them share what what's going on and not judge them for it and love them and trusting that we don't have to convince them because God's put the desire in their heart already just kind of remove the barriers that are in the way you know if you picture a hose right <clears throat> you turn the faucet on and the hose isn't connected excuse me <clears throat> you turn a faucet on outside that water just gushes doesn't it but then you turn that hose off and connect the hose you turn that hose on that, that faucet on again you go to the end of the hose to water your garden and it's trickling you're like now wait a minute that water was gushing out of the faucet why is it trickling well there's kinks in the hose you remove those kinks from hose and all of a sudden that water just, right? Well, it's the same thing with every heart and every person. The love of God is there. The desire for God is there. But there's all these hindrances and kinks. And, and sometimes we can lovingly just get down in there with them and help remove those things. And then the love of God that's already in their heart can be experienced. So hopefully that helps. I appreciate your heart and, and, and your, your, your questions. Thank you, Bart. God has given you a real gift with analogies, visual. I can remember that hose. I can remember those kinks. And I can also remember to ask them, show me, tell me through your eyes, through your lens. I think that's an outstanding idea and I'm gonna use it. I won't take any more time. Thank you. Barbara. Thank you, Donna. I, I appreciate your affirmation. I think in pictures. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I would like to share if that's okay. Sure. Um, first, I would like to go back to the meditation that you did because um, my, my vision was so profound. Um, what, I, what I pictured in the meditation, which was the one with the sap and the leaves, was um, first it was a cloud and then the cloud filled with um, like a, a gold, like a, a gold, um, like just gold, a lot of gold particles. And then that became like a tornado with like lots of glitter, but the tornado was streamlined into the tree. And that, that tornado was going into the tree, almost like you explaining the sap, and that that in turn goes to each of the leaves that are on there. And then that's how we get our, you know, like how we sustain life through the Holy Spirit as you were explaining. So that was my mm -hmm. vision. But yeah. I also, I think, that, and I agree with what you were saying too about um, the racial divide and trying to explain to people. But I'm the, the difficult part that I'm having is that I'm getting, I can feel the anger and the frustration okay. from people. And I just want to retreat inward. I don't, I don't want to go out there and fight on the front line because uh, the feeling of 
of anger is so uncomfortable for me. So how do you get past that to, to just be able to um, try to get to people's hearts without picking up their defensiveness or, and anger? Thank you. And I know your name's not Paul, so what's your name? Oh, no, it's Linda. Linda. <laughs> hey, Linda. Is that your husband's laptop? No, my son. My son. <laughs> your son. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Linda. Um, I appreciate that. And I love your imagery there. Um, that's beautiful. Um, if I heard it right, there was the vine, the branch, the sap, and then there was gold, and there was a tornado that was going through the vine. Well, the, 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 gold, the gold glitter came out of the cloud and came like a cloud. big wind stream. And then that fed the tree. Um, yeah. And then that in turn went through all of the leaves that were on the tree. Beautiful. Well, may that gold flow through all of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> and bring the fruit of the kingdom. People have described, people have had near-death experience have described uh, in heaven a lot of gold. Maybe that's what's coming out of the sky. Um, you're, I, I totally hear you when you're talking about the, the racial tensions and the anger and the rage. There's a lot of anger. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, we want to retreat, right? I mean, look at the violence that's coming out of it and, and all that. And, of course, we got to be wise. If we're not called to the front lines, there's no reason to get out in the front lines. But we can, in the, in the background, love the individual and find out what they're angry about. You know, as I've been dialoguing with some of my friends, you know, like one friend, he was an old teammate of mine at Florida State, and he played in the NFL for several years, and so he's a prominent guy, um, and he he wrote on some of his Facebook, you know, all white people, you know, and so I private messaged him, and I said, his name's Pat, I said, hey, Pat, man, I said, come on, we've known each other a long time, I, I, I hear you, and I want to hear where you're coming from. But as soon as you say all white people, you just threw me in that category. And that's not my heart. So he and I had a great exchange. And I said, man, I want to hear you. I want to hear, I want to hear what's going on. Now, we have a history. So we have relationship, um, although not a very close relationship, but we have a history. So we trust each other from our history so we can dialogue like that. I don't think I would just go up to any person on the street that says all white people and have that conversation because that might not go well. But I just think... Personally, I think it's, you know, there's two choices. There's love and there's fear, and they're opposed to each other. Perfect love, Scripture says, drives out all fear. Well, fear blocks love. And so I think that's part of those kinks, for us to take our fears to the Father and say, Here, deal with my fears so I can walk in your love. But we also have to walk in wisdom, you know. And so I just, I don't know, I, I'm oversimplifying perhaps, but I just think love is the answer not a fake i love you but like really having the heart of the father and the love of the father how would he react to a child that's enraged you know how do we as parents when our when our children throws a temper tantrum how do we respond to them you know and, and I, I don't know i just think there's some strategy there in getting the father's heart um, but i think that gold coming from the sky and that tornado and the vine and that sap i think is part of your answer <laughs> <laughs> and allowing that to come out of your branches. Thank you. So hopefully it helps. Thanks, Linda. Thank you. So I think we're going to need to transition. Um, Father Gary, um, I think if I have it right, it's 125. And I think if we ended up getting into another question, we might end up going past the time. So 
I think if I have Mark and Lily on here, I might have them lead us into a song, maybe two, and then we'll transition uh, into the next section. But thank you guys. I'm sorry if we didn't get to your answers. Um, you can write them in and, and maybe uh, Father Gary can answer those or maybe send some to me, whichever, I'm open to that. Um, but let's have Mark and Lily lead us into a song or two and, uh, and we'll transition into the next subject, which is no longer servants, or you can call it friends of God. And we're gonna talk about dreaming with the Father. So some of these things might be answered. It'll be a follow-up to the last section. So Mark, Lily. So I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who made it. And I'll stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrendered. Oh, I am is yours. And I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all i'll stand my soul lord to you surrendered all i am is yours you stood before creation Eternity in your hand. You spoke the earth into motion. My soul now stands. You stood before my failure and carried the cross with my shame. My sin weighed upon your shoulders, my soul now is And what could I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God. Completely to you. So I'll walk upon salvation, your spirit alive in me. My life to declare your promise, my soul now. What could I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. And what could I say? What could I do? 
everybody while Mark and Lily just continue to play. Um, Mark and Lily, if you don't mind playing for about another five minutes, I want to invite everybody just to kind of stand up where you are, kind of walk around, still listen to the worship that's coming across um, your screen. And so when Mark and, while Mark and Lily are playing, you can just walk around and take a little break in your room and enjoy the worship. Stand up because we're going to have another 45 minutes. So session right after this. So I'm going to get up, walk around. I encourage you to get up and walk around. And really continue to bless us with your wonderful worship. Mm -hmm. 
beauty, beauty, beautiful, glory, glory, glorious, you are, you are, beauty, beauty, beautiful, glory, glory, glorious, you are, you are, beauty, beauty, beautiful, glory, glory, glorious, you are, you are. It's all about your heart. It's all about your way. Bye. 
Thank you for your worthiness, for your goodness, for your love, for your mercy, for making a way for us all to have intimacy and relationship with you. I ask you to continue to awaken desires, stir desires, share your desires with us, fulfill the deep longings of our hearts, and lead us, Father, into dreaming with you. Come, Holy Spirit, and guide us and lead us to the Father's heart, that we may dream with you, Father. Have your way. Bless and seal this time in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Gary, if you're on, would you mind just come on and praying for us and pray a blessing over Mark and Lily? I think they're going to have to leave us here soon. Wanted to thank them for what they've contributed to us and, and maybe just by praying a blessing over them and their about to be newlyweds in just a few weeks. And uh, guys, I really appreciate you. And I look forward to us getting back together, traveling again. Let's get yeah, this COVID thing behind us so we can get it rolling. <laughs> but guys, you're a blessing. Love you, appreciate you. And Father, if you don't mind, just pray a blessing over them. Thank you. Holy Father, we come in your presence. We ask for that outpouring of your grace, your gifts, your Holy Spirit. Be with all of us, but a special way, be with your son and daughter, Mark and Billy, as they prepare for the sacrament of matrimony. May they be that witness by their lives to your love, your love that has been shared with us and that they share with each other. Seal their love in your love. Help them to always use their gifts and talents for your praise and glory. Thank you, Lord, for them, their time with us and their sharing with us. 
And we just ask that you give them every blessing and desire of their heart, especially for their life and marriage together, that you would be with them. And then in any trial, any difficulty, any suffering, they would know they can turn to you, that you will be with them. You've promised not to leave them alone and they can find in you the strength they need, the grace, the power, and may they will always be with them. And we ask all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Bless you guys. Bless you too. All righty. So let's jump into this next section. I'm sorry. I keep trying to adjust my light. Now I got a big glow around my head. So, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just move with it. Um, so this section, session five, um, no longer servants, or you can call it friends of God. If you will, uh, pull out scripture or your phone and pull out John 15 again. And now we're going to read the second part of John 15. We were reading earlier, uh, John 15, like one to 12. We were talking about how Jesus said he is the vine father the vine dresser and we are the branches and as the catechism says in 1108 the holy spirit is the sap of the father's vine so as we're abiding in the vine we are seated with christ in all of heaven the sap of the holy spirit is flowing through us through the branches through the vine through the branches out to bear fruit that brings god glory and that jesus said that as we abide in him, he will abide in us. And that we will bear much fruit, which is to the Father's glory. And that his joy will be in us, and our joy will be made complete. As we talk about desire, what are we really talking about? We're talking about our deep longing inside for joy. We long for the joy and the abundant life of Christ. And yet there's all these other things. If you like the, 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 hose, analogy, the hose analogy, there's all these other things that kink it up that hinder us from the real abundant life and joy that Jesus intended. But he's saying the secret is, is abiding in me. And as you abide in me, my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. Or as we talked about from Catechism 27, the desire for God is written within the human heart. God never ceases to draw us to himself. And only in him are we going to find the truth, the happiness, the joy that we've never stopped searching for. And that God desires to awaken our desires, the true deep longings of our hearts. Not the disordered desire, but the true deep longings of our hearts. He longs to fulfill those. And he wants to give us his desires. That as we delight in him and we're soft and pliable in the hands of our maker, he will mold us and shape us. And he'll prepare us for the desires of our heart. And he will give us his desires. And when our desires and his desires become one, God's purposes are fulfilled. And our greatest fulfillment is living in the purpose that God put us on this earth to accomplish. As St. Catherine of Siena says, become who you were meant to be and you'll set the world on fire. God's not asking us to be something different than we are. He's not asking us to, for less of us. He's asking for more of us. He's asking for us to come into who he's created us to be. Less of our sin nature, but more of who he called us to be. And as we become just simply who we are, we don't have to be somebody else, just be you. And as we become who we really are and who he created us to be, we'll set the world on fire. And Jesus says, 
in Luke, I think it's Luke 12, 49. He said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. And I wish that we're already kindled. Jesus' desire is to set the earth on fire through you and I. Those we're just who he created us to be will fulfill Jesus' desire. We know the Father's desire is for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do we know that? Well, it's in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Through you and I as we abide in the vine. And the sap of the Holy Spirit flows through to produce fruit. The kingdom of God is realized on earth as it is in heaven. And we could be seated with Christ. Scripture says, high above all principalities, powers, and rulers of the air. All the evils that are going on right now, the answer is to be seated with Christ, living in his victory, living in all that he's purchased, allowing his fruit, his love, his joy to flow through us to a world in great need. If you ever walked by an apple tree when the tree was ripe, and those nice, beautiful red apples or green apples in some case at the end of those branches. When you walk by and you see a beautiful red apple, assuming you like apples, you'll typically walk by that tree and you'll pick one of those apples and eat of it. But when's the last time you walk by an apple tree and one of the branches with apples hanging at the end of it all of a sudden swung and hit you in the head with an apple? Never. <laughs> A tree that has apples on it doesn't have to throw an apple at you. It just looks beautiful and desirable and we're drawn to it. And we pick of that apple and eat of it because it's tasty. The Lord says, taste and see that the Lord is good. When we're producing the fruit of abiding in the vine, the world is gonna come. They're gonna be drawn to it because the desire for God is written in the human heart. And when they see the authentic fruit, they want it. And I believe we're coming into a major move of God. We're already living in it. But right now we're going through some pruning. But I believe we're moving into a major move of God. And I believe it's a fulfillment of St. John Paul II's prophecy when he was Pope of the new springtime. And a tree in spring doesn't have to strain to throw fruit at people. It just carries the fruit and the world comes to it. I believe we're coming into a great season of harvest where the world is going to run to the fruit. Our job right now is just to abide, to remain in him. So as a summary of the first part of the day, and I use it as a segue to talk about the second part of John 15. I'm going to read 12 to 16. Jesus' words, right after he talks about abiding in the vine. He says, as you abide in me, I'll remain in you, and you'll produce fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, now here's the follow-up to that. As we abide in him, and we're producing fruit, this is now what the Father promises to you and I. This is my commandment, Jesus said, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. Then someone laid down his life for his friends, which is the love Jesus demonstrated for you and I. Heard someone say once, if you were the only person alive, Jesus would have died on the cross for you. That's love. You are my friends, Jesus said. 
if you do what I command you. You are my friends if you obey me. Then he goes on and says this. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Jesus saying to you and I, you abide in me. You'll produce great fruit. My joy will be in you. My love will be in you. My father and I will be intimate and close with you. All you got to do is stay and remain and, and abide and obey what I ask. And then he says, I no longer call you a servant. A servant does not even know what his master is doing. A servant just serves. Yes, sir, I, I will do what you ask of me to do. That's a servant. But Jesus is telling us, I'm taking you into a deeper place. I'm inviting you to be my friend. I don't need you serving me anymore. I want you to be my friend. And as a friend, I'm going to reveal the secrets of my father's kingdom to you. Now, does that mean we don't serve anymore? Well, of course not. We still serve. But the motive of our serving changes. We go from serving because my master said I need to serve, because we're a servant, to becoming a friend and intimate. And when you're a friend with somebody, you're motivated by helping them and their desires. Think about it. Think of some of your closest friendships. You delight in helping them in what they desire, assuming it's a pure and holy desire. How much more when it's God? Do you know that God has desires? We know one of them is for his kingdom to come. We know one of Jesus is that the whole earth will be set on fire. The Father has desires. Jesus has desires. The Holy Spirit feels. Scripture says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. He feels. He is very saddened by what's happening right now, by the scandals that have happened in the church, by the rioting, by just some of the corruption. The Holy Spirit is deeply grieved. He's sad. He feels. He's equally sad concerning your circumstances and some of the hardships that you've gone through. He understands. Jesus completely understands. Says he's experienced everything we have. So he feels. And he also has desires. And here Jesus is saying to us, listen, man, appreciate you serving me. My, my interpretation, <laughs> my way, my language. Hey, man, thanks for serving me. But listen, I'm going to take you to a deeper level of intimacy. You're my friend. And as my friend, I just want to hang out with you. I just want to share secrets with you. I want to share the secrets of my father's kingdom with you. I want to dream with you. I want to share my dreams with you. I want to hear your dreams. And I want to find a way for your dreams and my dreams to become one. So that both of our desires are fulfilled. So that we can live together in fulfilling my dreams and my kingdom. 
the Father's desire for his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. And he wants to partner with you and I in that desire. He wants us to sit with him, listen to him, and hear his dreams and desires. He doesn't want us just playing church. He doesn't want us just trying to be good. He's not wanting us to try to please him. He's already pleased. He already loves you. He already loves you and I as much as he's going to love us. Question is, are we going to allow him to see us? And are we going to allow him into the deeper intimate places of our heart? And are we going to go to the deeper intimate places of his heart and share in his dreams and share in his desires? He's inviting you and I. He's inviting us as his friend. And as a friend, he wants to reveal the secrets of his kingdom to you and I. Always asking of you and I is to spend time with him. Spend time abiding. Spend time with him. Spend time listening to him. Maybe you would say, you know, I don't really hear from God that well. I, 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 I tried. I don't really hear from God. Well, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. He says we're all his sheep. So we can each hear his voice because his spirit lives inside of us. And his spirit, the catechism says, will reveal the thoughts of God. His spirit knows the voice of God. And his spirit lives in you. You receive that through your baptism and your confirmation. You know, the catechism says in 1302 that confirmation is the same outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happened on the day of Pentecost. When the bishop laid his hands upon us, the catechism says in 1286, 1287, and 1288, that when the bishop laid his hands on you, that was the beginnings of confirmation that happened in the book of Acts. After Pentecost, the apostles would go and lay their hands upon the people and they would receive the Holy Spirit. The catechism is saying when the bishop laid his hands on you at confirmation, that was the same thing the apostles did 2,000 years ago in the book of Acts. And when he says, receive the seal of the Holy Spirit, you have received sacramentally the life of the Holy Spirit of God within you. And God wants to unpack that and release that to a greater measure, that sap of the Holy Spirit that's living inside of your branch that comes from the vine. He wants that life of the Spirit to be alive inside of you. And that very Spirit that is within you knows the thoughts and heart of God because he is God. But he also knows the interior thoughts within you. Scripture says that the Holy Spirit will search out the innermost places of our being. And it's the Holy Spirit that will guide us to awaken the deep longings of our heart and also share with us the desires of the Father. So here Jesus is saying, right after this abiding imagery, Jesus is saying, I call you my friend. And as my friend, I want to reveal the secrets of my Father's kingdom to you. He wants to spend that time with you. You know, one time I was in prayer and I was just trying to wrap my brain around this scripture. And I was in prayer. I've had some interesting experiences with Jesus in prayer, but I'll spare you those details just for this point. One time I was, I was in prayer and I could see Jesus. 
And honestly, I wasn't sure if it was my imagination or if it was something he was showing me, but I just allowed myself to go with it. I knew it was peaceful, so I knew it was he was in it. And I saw him out in the field, a big green grass off in the field, and I was on the other side of a little dirt road. And he was calling me over, and I was hesitant. But he kept calling and wooing and inviting, and so I went. And as I went over to him where the field is, there was some trees um, and some like banana type trees with big wide leaves. And he walked inside that little forest underneath these big wide leaves and he beckoned me to come with him. So I followed him and we sat up under this canopy shaded area in this little forest. And I'm just sitting down with him and it just felt very real. And I felt like I was with him almost 2,000 years ago, just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, I could see Peter, John, and James. And again, honestly, I'm like, is this my imagination? I mean, if, if so, my imagination is really vivid right now. And it's peaceful, so I'll just I'll enjoy it. And I'm there, and I'm watching Jesus interact with Peter, John, and James. And the scriptures say that, you know, Jesus of his 12 disciples, three, he was closest to and john was his beloved peter john and james were very close friends with jesus all the apostles were but these three so here i am i'm seeing him with these three and he's interacting with them like a friend all of a sudden he went from this holy god to a person a friend of course he was god but he was also fully man and i'm watching him interact with them like friends they're just hanging out and then he starts revealing to them the secrets of his father's kingdom. And he looks over at me and this knowing inside of my heart, he was saying to me, you're my friend. I've included you as one of my friends. And I'm revealing to you the secrets of my kingdom. And honestly, every now and again, he'll bring me back to visit this place and he'll reveal things to me. And I share that imagery with you because I believe he wants you to understand him in that way. He wants to invite you to that little secret place of intimacy, whatever that is with him for you. And he looks at you like he does a friend, like he would Mary and Martha, or Peter, John, James, his apostles, his followers. You're one of them. And he looks at you like he would them. And he says, hi, friend, let's hang out together today. I want to reveal some secrets to you. I want to reveal to you what my father is doing right now on the earth. I hear Jesus saying to you, I want to share with you today what my father is doing on the earth in the day you're living in. I want to share with you what I'm doing. And I want to share with you the part that I've invited you to play. Now, I don't know what that does inside of you. For me, it excites me, but I know sometimes it can concern people. Let me explain to you that this is very Catholic. That the saints for the past 2,000 years have practiced this in contemplative prayer and meditation. And you can look it up in the catechism and other places. There's books written around it. 
but Jesus wants to sit down you with you as a friend, almost face to face. In meditation and contemplative prayer. And he wants to speak to you as a friend. And he wants to reveal to you the secrets of his father's kingdom. And he wants to show you what part he's inviting you to play. So earlier we talked about desire and how you were going to share with the Father your desires and you were writing them out in your journal. And then you were going to ask the Father what his desires were. And then the third step was to see where those two connect, your desires and his. What we're going to do now is we're going to take it a step further. And I'm going to invite you to spend time in that intimate place with Jesus as one of his friends. And I want you to ask him two things. Lord, what is it that you're doing right now on the earth? What is your dream? What is your desire? What is it that you're doing? And the second thing I want you to ask him is what part are you inviting me into? What are you doing? What part have you invited me to play? And just spend that time with him and let him speak to you. With your pen, your paper, your journal, just trust whatever comes to you. This is between you and him. And give opportunity for him to speak with you as a friend and to reveal to you the secrets of his father's kingdom. So again, grab a pen and paper, your Bible, whatever you want. Find a nice, quiet, secret place and ask the father, Father, what are you doing today? What part have you called me to play? And let me check my notes on timing here. So we have a little time, so I'm gonna give you some extra time. But I wanna wrap this up with a couple thoughts. I wanna remind you again of what I started with last night, for those of you that were here, with the image of the crowded elevator. If you remember, if you're a little kid in the back of a crowded elevator, what do you see? <laughs> you see elbows and butts. You're pressed in behind the circumstances. But if the father is in the elevator with you and he's taller than everybody else and the father lifts you up, now you see over top of people's heads. And if the elevator door opens and it's on the edge of a cliff and it's a beautiful day with a panoramic view, you now see as far as the eye can see. So I just wanna lead you before I transition you to your journaling time, I wanna lead you in another quick meditation. So if you close your eyes, and I want you to imagine yourself again in that crowded elevator. And reach up your arms to the Father. Allow the Father to hold you. Now you can see over top of everyone's heads. 
The elevator door opens. It's on the edge of a cliff. Beautiful day. And now in the father's arms, you can see out over the valley. Father, I ask that you would show each and every one of us what you see out in front of us. Open our eyes, Lord, to see what you see. Give you another 30 seconds before we transition. So let me remind you again what we're going to do. You're going to get extra time here, so you're going to get a little more than an hour. And I really want to encourage you to take advantage of this time to get alone with the Father in a secret place and allow the Father to speak to you, his friendship, and then ask the Father, Father, what is it you're doing? What are the secrets of your kingdom? What are you doing right now? Second question, Father, what part are you inviting me to play? And take your time with it, write it out, sit in it, pray in it. Pray for him to cover you, for him to speak to you. If you don't feel peace, ask for his peace. If nothing's coming to you, just sit in the sweet presence and just trust whatever you write out. Just trust. If you're not sure what he's saying, you can, you can pray right into things that are already in the scripture. God desires for his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. We know that from the Lord's prayer. Jesus is desiring to set the earth on fire. We know that from scripture. Things like that. If nothing comes to you fresh, follow one of those that stands out to you. And then ask him what part he's asking you to play or inviting you. He's inviting you. He's not calling you to be a servant for him. He's inviting you as a friend to share in his desire. So we'll, uh, we'll have till um, 3.15 to take that time and ask him those questions. And then we'll come back at 3.15. But before we do, I'd like uh, Father Gary to pray for us and just pray uh, God's covering over all of us that this experience be led by the spirit of God and covered with, uh, covered by Jesus and that everyone's experience be a holy and beautiful experience. Father Gary. Heavenly Father, we come and place ourselves in your presence during this time we have with you. In the silence of our hearts, we entrust you ourselves. We make an offering, use our imagination, use our intellect, use our bodies, minds, wills, 
move us so that we are moved by you. Move our minds and our imagination to ponder those truths you want us to know. Use those thoughts of our hearts to communicate yourself to us, speak to us through those thoughts, feelings, and desires that we all have. Lord, may we take this as a time to be more aware of your presence. You are always present, but we so easily forget how you look upon us, how you are there waiting for us, how you are longing for us to come to you. And so we take this as a time to put ourselves there before you, to place ourselves in your hands. Father, mold us and shape us. Pick us up and carry us. Invite us so that we come to know you, to know your love, to know your heart. And so we ask that in this time we can share in and know the desires of your heart. We ask you to change our desires to be in conform with yours, to lead us to be with you now. And then one day, those desires of our hearts will be filled in the glory of eternity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.